from economics to geopolitics. This is The Shandy Economist. I'm your host, Alexandra Colillo, an economist and risk advisor. Do you consider economics to be boring and overly complex? Well, this podcast will change your mind. Tune in to grasp economic theory, problems and events in a digestible way so you can keep informed and empower yourself with the tools to engage in intellectual debate. Let's get started. Welcome back in 2022. Uh, It's been a while since I've released a podcast episode and this one here is a solo one. I won't be interviewing anyone, so it definitely feels a bit strange. Again, speaking to myself in a dark room, but I'm sure I'll get used to it. This episode in particular is going to dive into house prices. Now, I think uh, 2021 has certainly been a time, particularly for first home buyers looking to enter the market. And I think there's a lot of questioning around why prices increased exponentially and when it might be the right time to to purchase your first, your first home. Um, and I think there was once a notion that millennials spend too much money on brunch uh, and therefore couldn't afford to buy a house. But I think we can justify that circumstances over the past 12 months have been a little different. So I'm going to break down very simply the reasons behind why prices have increased, uh, particularly over 2021 and what we're expecting this year and into 2023. And then hopefully once you understand what underpins, you know, the fluctuations in in these house prices, you should be able to uh, make more informed decisions about when you may be thinking to, to purchase your own home. So let's jump straight into 2021. We saw house prices surge by 22.1%, which is quite extreme. In fact, the fastest growth since 1988. But the real question is why this all happened in the first place and how we got to where we are now. And it all started at the height of the pandemic when the RBA implemented monetary easing measures. And here we're talking about slashing interest rates to an all-time low of 0.1%, and they're still 0.1% today. And they also entered into quantitative easing program. And what I mean by this is it's essentially a a bond buying program or commonly known as printing money. And all of that was put into place in order to stimulate economic activity. So all those measures coupled with the government stimuli, we're talking about first home buyers grants, land and package deals, etc. And on top of that, with the closure of the domestic and international borders uh, here in WA, it ultimately put an upward pressure on on housing demand in in Australia. So over time, as people continued to purchase property domestically rather than spend their pennies overseas, housing supply on the market declined, uh, further increasing prices. So you can imagine here there's a sentiment, almost a FOMO sentiment or fear of missing out, if you like, where people were thinking, oh, I better go buy my house before prices continue to increase. And we're still in the same position today. So here we've got two factors coming into play. We've got housing supply reducing and we've got housing demand increasing. So both those things increase house prices. They're going to place an upward pressure on those. So apart from struggling to enter the housing market, what was so bad about rising house prices? So apart from being someone like myself trying to enter the housing market for the first time, what else was so bad about, you know, these rising house prices last year? Well, let's think back at the cash rate. 
A lower cash rate ultimately reduces mortgage rates, uh, making home loans more affordable for the buyer. Now, that, that's all well and good, um, but the result has actually caused home loan growth to exceed uh, income growth. And as a result, the RBA was a little concerned about a potential destabilisation of the financial system. Now, we don't want to go back to, you know, the GFC. So what does this mean for you? Well, if you decide to purchase a property at an inflated value in this red hot market and then prices suddenly crash, your house could essentially be worth far less than your initial loan. And the result is negative equity. Uh, and this is quite bad news for you. So in response to that heated situation that I was discussing earlier about potential destabilization of the financial system, the RBA urged banks to maintain lending discipline and the, the regulatory body called the Australian Prudential Regulatory Authority tightened restrictions on home lending in October. So that made it very difficult for people to, or made it increasingly more difficult for people to, to obtain approval to get loans out from the bank. And we're actually starting to see the effects of these tightening measures on price growth just now. In fact, in December 2021, prices only increased by 1% nationally, compared to 1.3% in November and a peak of 2.8% earlier last year. But let's fast forward to the current market. Is this the right time to buy in 2022? And I have a lot of friends asking me this question. It's a challenging one and it's really, there's a lot of factors that come into play. I'm here to, to discuss what's happening from an economic perspective, but don't get me wrong, there will be plenty of personal factors that, that come into play that should ultimately influence your decision. But I think the general sentiment lies that there are certainly a, a fair amount of, of first-home buyers out there hoping for market reprieve in 2022. But the question is, will they will they get it? And while the Australian housing boom has largely plateaued now, we've got house price growth increasing by smaller and smaller increments, which is which is good for first-home buyers. Um, house prices are actually still, in fact, expected to rise in 2022. But the key point here is that while they're still expected to increase, uh, they're expected to increase at a slower rate than 2021. So if I just throw a few stats out there from, from major banks, uh, growth is projected to increase by 8% according to Westpac, 6% according to ANZ, and 4.9% according to NAB. So while house prices are not necessarily set to decline, on the plus side, price growth is projected to be remarkably slower than 2021, and that's due to factors I mentioned earlier, such as tighter lending standards, but also the fading effects of easing monetary policy. So here we're talking about record low interest rates and the bond buying program I discussed earlier, um, in addition to easing fiscal policy measures such as you know, housing fiscal incentives. Um, so all of these play a factor in demand. And on top of that, something really important to note is house price growth has outpaced wage growth. And so that poses affordability constraints uh, on the consumers, placing a further downward pressure on housing demand and therefore price growth in 2022. So there are all the demand factors that come into play. But if we shift to the supply side factors impacting the market this year, let's return to the availability of houses on the market. And the scarce, the scarce supply of houses on the market was largely underpinned by buying competition and fear of missing out, which I discussed a little earlier, um, which is, you know, the notion of having a desire to purchase property before prices forever continue to increase, just a, a psychological thing. 
And if you're a disgruntled buyer attempting to enter the housing market but struggling to find limited property available within your price range, well then there's sort of good news for you this year. So taking a step back, if you're a disgruntled buyer attempting to enter the housing market but struggling to find limited property available within your price range, there is good news for you this year. In 2022, housing availability is actually expected to increase, contributing to a slower rate of house price growth. And this year we've actually already seen appraisals and what I mean by appraisal, appraisals just determine the number of homeowners considering listing their properties for sale. We've seen these appraisals increase, meaning greater choice for buyers and ultimately placing a downward pressure on price growth this year. Conversely, though, if we look at uh, the rental market, times might be a little bit difficult for you. Um, and, and I say this because international borders are obviously opening in February this year. So what we're going to see is rental supply expected to tighten uh, with the return of skilled labour immigration, particularly for Melbourne and Sydney's city and, and east. So that's where we're at in 2022. Now, obviously, we've just started. The, we've just started the calendar year, so we can see how things unfold from here. But the burning question right now is: Should you buy now or wait? And that's a really difficult question to answer. So, like I mentioned before, while prices aren't likely to decline in 2022, they are expected to dip uh, next year in 2023, and that may seem like a while to wait. But until inflation sits within the RBA's 2-3% target range, the cash rate is unlikely to be adjusted from its all-time low of 0.1%. And once cash rate adjustments are made and taps are closed on Australia's $4 billion bond buying program, we may see an improvement in the affordability of houses for those seeking to enter the market for the first time. So until then, first-home buyers are likely to be sidelined by investors who are reaping the returns of growing equity. That's a wrap for today. If you have any comments or questions, please comment on any of my posts or flick me a private message. You can also reach me on Instagram at The Shady Economist, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and TikTok. I look forward to listening in on the next episode. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.